0: Listener supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. AM 850 in the St. Louis region. You can find us worldwide at KFUO.org. It's time for our Moment of Faith segment. On the phone, I have with me Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Pastor Nicely.
1: Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you again. We're uh, getting close to finishing up our study on the small catechism.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about uh, this today, and I, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid one time that my dad... He'd, he'd like to go to a hardware store, and us boys would like to go with him. So one time, my dad and my brother Rick and I were uh, going to the hardware store together, and um, we we went there, and he was there for a while. But when we left, he decided to cross the street and drive through a car lot uh, with brand new cars, and it wasn't an unusual for him to do that from time to time. But on this particular occasion, we were driving through the car lot. And my brother Rick and I were like, "Oh, I, don't, I want that truck or that car or whatever," and Dad. Around the back of the building, and as we got to the back of the building, the door was open, and this thug was walking out carrying a TV. And uh, then there was like flashlights in the building. So my uh, dad uh, was before cell phones, so we went found the nearest pay phone and called the police. and Then drove back over there real quick. And then the police got there, but the thugs had uh, taken a TV and a radio and ran up the hill. And uh, one thing I remember them talking about, though, that they. The, the owner showed up while all this was going on, and they weren't really worried about the TV or the radio that got stolen. What they were worried about is they broke into the office of the Keys where all the car keys were and they've taken some of the car keys that's what they were worried right. about so now today this is what reminded me of this you want to talk about the office of the keys so i'm sure you're not talking about the car keys what are are you wanting to talk about here office of keys and confessions
1: well, it's not the same, and uh, that's always the thing I have to get into when I start talking about this particular subject in the Catechism. No, this has to do with a different type of keys, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. It took a while when I was a high school confirmation student, uh, which might have been about the same vintage as you were talking about, uh, to, to work on this strange-sounding idea uh, called the Office of the Keys. Uh, it actually took me another decade to understand exactly what this was all about. At that time, I was working as a seminary student at a church in Dubuque, Iowa, and my pastor named Paul Nicholson would invite people from the congregation to come to his study on Saturday afternoon. Supposedly, they were getting themselves ready uh, to receive Holy Communion, and he asked them to come and declare their intention to him in person. What happened fairly often in this exchange turned out like the following person said, Pastor, now that I'm here with you, and there doesn't seem to be anyone else waiting outside in the secretary's office, could we talk a little bit uh, about a couple of things? And the pastor responded, sure, let's talk. Then came some heartwarming conversation. In our confirmation class, uh, we called this confession. No booth or screen, just two folks talking about what was on their hearts with confidentiality, and a seal around them. The New Testament says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has a great power in its working. Office of the keys in confession basically means that uh, Jesus gave the office of the keys, that means the key of forgiving sins, to the office of the, the pastor, the clergy. That doesn't necessarily mean that the clergy are better than anybody else. This comes from St. Matthew's Gospel when he was talking to Peter about the confession that Peter made. But uh, in many ways, uh, the idea of confession of sins, which is tied to this uh, idea of the office of keys, can be um, explained in a uh, little prayer that we do back and forth in church quite often. Uh, sometimes at the beginning of the service, there's a order of confession of sins uh, that is unique in this office of compline. What I mean by that is that it's a service that is prayed just before you go to sleep. If you have a real late night service, like on New Year's Eve at 12 midnight or something like that, that would be the time to do this. But what's interesting As the pastor invites uh, the people at this particular uh, setting, he says, let's confess our sins in the presence of God and of one another. And listen to this. This is kind of interesting. The prayer of confession sounds pretty consistent if you've gone to church for a while. But listen to this. The pastor prays to the people. I confess to God Almighty before the whole company of heaven and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned and thought, word, and deed by my fault, by my own fault, by my own grievous fault. Wherefore, I pray to God Almighty to have mercy on me, forgive me of my sins, and bring me to everlasting life. And the people say to the pastor, the Almighty and merciful Lord grant you pardon and forgiveness and remission of all your sins. And the pastor replies in the same way to the people. In our church, the one I served years ago, I used to try to do this at least once a year for an evening service that we had, where I would confess my sins to the people, and they would announce God's forgiveness to me. And uh, and then it would, it would go back and forth, because the tradition is for the pastor to be the one to announce the forgiveness. But I think the whole idea behind this idea that we can do what we can to be able to give one another uh, God's word of forgiveness when we confess our sins is so important. Uh, Our old friend Martin Luther, in his writing called The Small Called Articles, tells us about the importance of Christians caring for one another. says, the gospel gives guidance and help against sin in more than one way because God is extravagantly rich in his grace. First, through the spoken word in which forgiveness of sins is preached to the whole world, which is proper the proper function of the gospel. Second, through baptism. Third, through the holy sacrament of the altar. And fourth, through the power of keys and also through the mutual conversation and consolation of the brothers and sisters.
0: So it's not a key like you know car keys or house key or anything like that no. it's it's a special authority which uh, christ has given to his church on earth right to forgive uh, sins right.
1: and uh, that's right uh, and that's the key to uh, uh, to forgiveness It's not absolutely necessary to do this all the time, but I think what's important for us to understand is that confession and absolution, that's what we call it, which means that we confess our sins and we receive God's word of forgiveness, is is, uh, something that is just really wonderful. We talk about the authority granted by Jesus to pastors to announce the forgiveness of sins to God's people, but... It is also something to do with what we do in our Christian community to confess and to forgive one another. And that's the point I'm trying to make today, that this is something we can do for one another. What a great blessing that was. It always brings me back to that setting with Pastor Nicholson, when he'd be sitting in his study on Saturday afternoon and just talking things over with people. It's been my absolute conviction after years and years of years of uh, doing pastor work that if somebody plays their tapes, I'm using old tech terminology, right. but at least it's old tech radio terminology. If somebody plays their tapes, it's better than holding it inside. And that's the whole idea in my way of understanding what confession and absolution is all about. Yeah.
0: Now, is the office of the keys something different than the... Uh, power of the keys that was the responsibility given to St. Peter to usher in the kingdom of God on the day of Pentecost?
1: I'm, I'm talking about the same thing. Okay. It's, it's the, the power of the keys. The key unlocks or uh, or locks. Uh, somebody's forgiveness. I got it. And that's the authority that, through Peter, those of us who are in the ministry uh, feel that we have the power and authority to do. But once again, I just love that order of compliment, where we turn it around, and you guys get a chance to speak God's forgiveness to me, Mm -hmm. because it's not just me because I got the office. It's the mutual consolation and admonition of the brethren, which is the important part of what the office of the keys and confession is all about. So that's, that's what I, I have to say. Let's do a little bit of praying about it today, okay?
0: Sounds good. Thanks. Let's do.
1: Lord, no matter how or when we confess our sins, let us learn today that when we do so, we are only being Christians. For we pray in the name of Jesus, who has won for us the gifts of forgiveness, life, and eternal life. Amen. Amen. So, Gary, one more time, next week, as we wrap up the small catechism, we're going to be talking about Holy Communion. And uh, then the week after that will be Ash Wednesday. Well, actually, Ash Wednesday, Thursday. Right. <laughs> but nevertheless, it's it's going to be that within that same time period. Right. And as I said, we're going to be doing something different when we come up on Lent. But you'll find out what that is when we get there. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. You have a good day. God bless you.
0: We are the messenger of good news worldwide, kfuo.org.